0: And for us, it's about using nature to better nature. Many of our technologies are used to replace many existing technologies in the markets that are not natural, that are not using plant-based and healthy ingredients. Well, we have a number of different technologies. Uh, We have, the first is a 100% natural and plant-based antimicrobial technology. We have uh, an odor eliminator for fabrics. We have a bug repellent technology that can be applied to any type of fabric. 100% plant-based, permethrin-free, also can be applied to hard goods. The fourth product is a new technology that we just released, which is Mindfully Clean, which is a self-cleaning fabric technology. Basically, it's gonna make that fabric self-cleaning and rarely need washing.
1: But When we add our chemistry, even with those existing type of natural fibers, we take it to the next level. We do a better job in terms of totally preventing odor. Also, our odor product will absorb other types of odors. One of the things we always take into consideration is how good is our technology. We make sure that if we're introducing products and we're trying to replace an existing product, that our data shows that we have a high level of scientific integrity and we're able to achieve the same level of data
2: as the previous product. Welcome to Mindful Businesses, presented by Sarani, and I'm your host, Vedea Iyer. In our podcast, we bring to you brands that are mindful in their practices and processes. A mindful business adopts and employs sustainable social, economic, and environmental practices. Today, we talk with Ali Sutton, co-founder and CEO, and Dr. Phyllis Levine, co-founder and global medical director of Moonlight Technologies. They join us from New Jersey. Welcome, Ali and Phyllis. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having us.
2: So we rely on technology to offer solutions to solve some of the problems that we face. Nature is the best teacher. How can we partner with nature to come up with solutions to some of the issues that we face in our everyday life? And How has nature inspired you, say Ali, in the space that you operate? How have you learned from nature?
0: Thank you again for having us. It's it's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to be on the podcast. I'm Ali, CEO and co-founder of Moonlight Technologies. And as a business, Moonlight's really built around offering the world sustainable innovation. And for us, it's about using nature to better nature. Many of our technologies are used to replace many existing technologies in the markets that are not natural, that are not using plant-based and healthy ingredients. One of our technologies is 100% plant-based insect repellent that can be applied to hard products or fabrics or whatnot. Many of the insect repellents right now on the market are not 100% plant-based and natural. and can potentially cause harm to different aspects of the environment. So we were excited to release a technology that is 100% natural and allows potentially consumers around the world to be protected from different insects that could potentially cause them harm. So that's just one example of our technologies that we've introduced that's built around using nature to help protect consumers. So
2: you brought about a point which I actually, as a mom traveling with my young babies to a place which had malaria, had to think about the solution. So my baby was about 10 weeks old. I was going to India and the area that I was going had was prone to malaria and she was too young to take any of the prophylaxis. So I was this tiger mom trying to figure out a natural solution for my baby 24 years ago. And I found that I could dip the nets in permethrin, which is actually based out of some flowers. And WHO was selling these treated nets to people in malaria-prone areas. So are your solutions something similar to that? Our solutions
1: are similar. Of course, it could be applied externally to products, but our main goal is really to be able to have it manufactured with the chemistry already built in. So when someone, let's say, goes to the store, they buy the tent, they buy the shirt, they don't have to worry about reapplying it it's built into the end product that they're actually buying. Also, what we're using are plant-based actives compared to permethrin. We've always been concerned about the environment. So the one thing we know is that our actives are not toxic in any way to the environment. Permethrin potentially has some issues, not necessarily with people, unless it's obviously high doses. It's more connected to affecting aquatic life, bees, cats, things like that. We actually are so targeted in in our delivery that we treat the species you're concerned about. So if you're worried about mosquitoes, we treat mosquitoes. If you're worried about ticks, we specifically treat ticks, but we're definitely much more beneficial and less toxic to the environment at large compared to permethrin. That's why when we've been going to these shows since our company started up, the one thing everybody always comes to us and asks for and says is we've been looking for so many years for a natural replacement of permethrin, but we have not been able to find it. When we started talking about our product, many, many major companies are very excited about our technologies.
2: As a person who was doing a DIY, of coating the nets and some of the kids' night clothes in permethrin, I was worried about it going through my waterways because I was just filling up the bathtub, putting the nets, putting the two or three capfuls of uh, permethrin and doing it. Yes. But at that point in time, the desperation was, would I take my infant and <laughs> put her at risk? Or <laughs> And this was 23 years ago too, our learning and is hopefully growing and improving and maturing of what arm we as human beings are capable of doing. Oh, that's
1: actually true. I mean, truthfully, what you do is you use the best technology that you have at that time. Everything in life will always be a trade-off, obviously. That time, permethrin was great. It was actually protecting people because obviously your end goal is to protect the people in the environment. But over time, we began to realize once there were new innovations in plant-based technologies, that was taking things to the next level, that we could achieve the benefits of permethrin without having some of the toxic negative side effects on the environment at the same time.
2: Reading about your company is that you are offering solutions to so many everyday problems what are the different solutions that you offer
0: well we have a number of different technologies uh, we have the first is a 100% natural and plant-based antimicrobial technology it could be applied to any type of fabric natural synthetic or hard goods we have uh, an odor eliminator for fabrics again it could be applied to any type of fabric and it's 100% natural and plant-based we have a bug repellent technology that can be applied to any type of fabric. 100% plant based, permethrin free, also can be applied to hard goods. The fourth product is a new technology that we just released, which is Mindfully Clean, which is a self cleaning fabric technology. Basically, the technology can be applied to fabric, fabrics of any type, and basically made that fabric self cleaning and rarely need washing. And then the last of our technologies is a full range of natural plant-based dyes. You know, those dyes have uh, really strong colorfastness and durability. We don't compete with the food sources. Um, we have a, a large color catalog due to our proprietary technology that's built into the dyes as well as actually all releasing one of the first 100% natural plant-based black dye.
2: You have varied products. What is the common thread? there should be one basic thread which is tying through your one, two, three, four, five different product lines that you have.
0: The key thread between all of them is that all of our ingredients are 100% natural and plant-based and that these technologies, whether it's new innovation in the market, like Mindfully Clean, which is a new self-cleaning fabric technology which allows products to rarely need to be washed so you could treat a garment like a T-shirt and could wear that T-shirt every day for months and rarely need to wash it. And that saves a tremendous amount of clean water. In the United States alone, we use about five billion gallons of clean water every week washing the drug products. You saves a tremendous amount of energy. It stops the release of microplastics, or you know, reduces the release of microplastics and other toxins into the environment from the washing and makes the products last longer so we could consume less. We have a full range of natural dyes the plant-based antimicrobial, the thread to everything is that all of our ingredients are 100% natural and plant-based and looking to provide value in the market.
2: Each product is very fascinating to me. For instance, the product which is mindfully clean, which you don't need cleaning. What is so special about it? I know growing up, silk was considered something that you could wear again and again without it becoming dirty. So I'm not sure whether it was um, an old wives' tale that they told us that silk could be worn without being washed, or they just did not want to ruin the fabric. So is there something inherent in some of these natural fabrics which deter bacteria growth and hence the need to wash?
1: that's true. I mean, things like silk, maybe wool, people talk about all the time. So there are certain natural fibers that have some inherent properties that make them antimicrobial and therefore odor reducing. But when we add our chemistry, even with those existing type of natural fibers, we take it to the next level. We do a better job in terms of totally preventing odor. Also, our odor product will absorb other types of odors. It's not just odors caused by bacteria on the skin. If you go into a room, if there's like a food smell, there's a tobacco smell, our products are also able to function on that level.
2: That's amazing because many times you go to a restaurant and you hang your jacket. When you come back, your jacket just absorbs all those odors. So the applications are innumerable.
0: Yes. And to create a self-cleaning fabric technology, it's way more than just creating an antimicrobial. It has many different attributes that are built into the technology that allows for self-cleaning of the fabric and for a product to rarely need to be washed.
2: So I'm trying to understand. So you put the technology on the fabric and does it matter what the fabric content is?
0: No, not at all. It can be applied to any type of fabric type, whether it's synthetic or natural.
2: What if I spill coffee on it? What happens?
0: One of the attributes that are built into monthly the Clean is that there's a stain repellent. So it'll just come right off.
2: Even wine stains? Yep. Red wine? Lipstick? (laughs) (laughs) Where can I buy your fabric?
0: It's newly released and we're working with some of the world's biggest brands that are looking to adopt our technologies onto their products. So it's very exciting.
2: This is an amazing idea. Very innovative and sustainable. Whose idea was it?
0: The idea is a combination of a few things. The technologies have been developed by a team of botanical scientists that we've partnered with that have been developing these technologies for close to a decade. And we partnered with them to market these technologies around the world and put a put a name and a, and a face and a brand around these amazing technologies that have been developed. The entire package is a combination between our company and our partners that we are looking to kind of, bring these technologies to consumers and to the market in a way in which the consumers understand what they're getting, the benefits to themselves and the environment uh, with these technologies. Basically
2: selling the science or packaging the science in a way which the consumers can understand and adopt. Correct.
1: Correct. And actually, that you mentioned the science, one of the things we always take into consideration is how good is our technology? We make sure that if we're introducing products and we're trying to replace an existing product, that our data shows that we have a high level of scientific integrity and we're able to achieve the same level of data as the previous product. That's always been an important consideration. It's taken many years to evolve the plant based technologies to the level where they can actually compete, let's say, with an antimicrobial. It can compete with metals. It can compete with quats, permethrin. It competes with permethrin and may actually even be better than permethrin. So that's always an important consideration when we select our final products.
2: Phyllis, you are a doctor. So what is your specialty? I'm actually
1: a gynecologic oncologist. I was a cancer surgeon for many, many years.
2: How did you meet with the botanical?
1: Botanicals and plant based extracts. I actually majored in material science and engineering at MIT as an undergrad. And when I went into medicine, you know, obviously besides helping patients, I also went in to introduce innovative material technologies that would have health and wellness benefits. Many years I was practicing, but I never felt I was doing enough in that realm. So finally, I realized it was time to use my combined background to really make a difference. I actually started earlier on working with some of the more synthetic compounds with some of the metals, which at that time was the best you had you know, when my goal is to keep people healthy and well, we really have to use what's the best out there. Once we realize that the botanicals could actually work as well as some of the previous more toxic type of compounds, to me, it became like win-win situation. I finally was excited. I had the ability to say, yes, I can do things that are great. And at the same time, I can also help the environment. And another issue, you know, which you see with a lot of these technologies is, yes, you cannot have healthy people unless the environment they live in is a healthy environment. But very often, people only pay attention to the brands, the end users. But how about the people that are working in the industrial plants in the manufacturing? They get exposed to a lot of these things day in, day out. And some of them are even at risk of like lung problems, skin problems, even develop some type of cancers. So as a physician, it also is important to me to pay not only attention to the end user, but the actual workers who have to use these technologies on a day-to-day basis.
2: You talked about metals being used. Are you talking about where they would put copper or silver things to prevent bacteria?
1: Some of them, like copper and zinc, in small doses, people need them to function and to live. But in higher doses, it's a problem, and it's still a problem to the environment. You know, people don't also realize if this thing is getting into the wastewater, it's getting into the soil, even when you eat a fish or you eat a plant, if it contains some of these toxic chemicals, you're exposing people to these toxins that they might not have to be exposed to if you had just used a pure plant-based source.
2: So we've talked about Mindfully Clean. We talked a little bit about insect proof. What about eco
0: armor? EcoArmor is a 100% natural and plant-based antimicrobial technology. It can be applied to various products, you know, around the world, working with different customers, and it, it could basically kill viruses, kill bacteria, mold, fungus. Again, 100% natural and plant-based, not, no metals, no quads, just plant-based ingredients to create that antimicrobial effect on, to, on products. So,
2: this is separate antimicrobial than what is used in your odor safe, mindfully clean, and.
0: Uh, it's a completely different technology. It's a standalone antimicrobial technology.
2: So, could it have been used in case of PPE during the COVID?
0: Yeah, correct, they can. And I think that there are many question marks around putting metals, especially nanometals, into like masks. And our ingredients, like I said, are 100% plant-based. So that's an area of the market in which we're exploring right now in terms of applying the antimicrobial to masks.
2: But what about like a gown? Of course. Would your technology help maybe the doctor to not really change every time they switch rooms?
0: Absolutely. I mean, there's really no need to do that anymore, frankly. I mean, the technology exists today where I went to a doctor for my sons or my daughter's allergies they both have allergies and the doctor was saying that she you know she wears the masks at the end of every day she takes the masks she leaves it in this in the bag and it disinfected for two weeks the next day she uses another mask it's amazing to me because our technology 100% natural and plant-based applied to this mask and she could wear it every day and I need to switch it
2: so how do you know that your stuff actually is affected
0: well, oh we have a full range of data both internal and external data to prove all the claims that we're making.
1: Right. There's definitely, there's standard tests that both the FDA and the EPA require in terms of proving that something has antibacterial properties, proving things have antiviral properties, and we use their standards. So whatever they think is the best standard test to test a textile, that's exactly what we use. And we have confirmed that our technologies behave in a way that is excellent.
2: What about the people who are apprehensive about how effective your technology is, especially in a case in the medical field setting. Often they would think that, yes, this is natural, but I may have to compromise. Do they have to make any compromises? Give me some numbers. Like if I wash my clothes, I would get rid of X percent of harmful germs, bacteria, viruses. And if I use yours after a day shift, how does my gown look?
0: Well, we don't have the data specifically on, you know, a day shift and how much bacteria is on a garment after a day shift, but I can tell you this, that, you know, you're wearing that gown on a complete, for the full day, right, that shift the entire day. And there's a ton of bacteria and whatnot that's on that gown throughout the day, right? So, yes, you may clean it when you wash it that night, but throughout the day, you're wearing that garment and it continues to carry all of those things. But if you were wearing a garment treated with echo armor throughout the day, as as these pieces of bacteria hit the garment, they continue to be uh, destroyed. Um, So it's it's more protection than just washing the product at the end of the day.
1: We've actually, even though we haven't physically tested it in somebody working in a hospital, we do have lab data that shows if you reintroduce bacteria to our textile several times over a period of time, it still continues to reduce by at least 99.9% whatever was on the textile to begin with. So it does keep working, even if you get exposed to, let's say, new bacteria,
2: new viruses during the day. Ali, how did you get introduced to this business? Did you both meet somewhere and talk about it or how did you two get together to start the business?
0: It was actually through COVID. When COVID hit, you know, I I began thinking about the fact that we were wearing these gloves and that whenever we would go out of of our homes, we would come home and we'd carefully take off the glove and throw them out and all the bacteria and viruses were on on the gloves or so we thought there needs to be a better way. There needs to be like a glove that doesn't harbor the viruses and bacteria, and that really kickstarted my journey into this industry. I mean, we, we own a number of different businesses. You know, we have a business that looks to create new businesses and bring on management teams to scale these businesses. And this was an area that really was appealing to me. And um, as we dove in, we became more and more knowledgeable around some of the different existing technologies and their effects on the environment and on humans and start to think about new creative ways that um, sustainable technologies can really play a part in the business.
2: So do you have a background in science, a botany?
0: I do not, no. I have a background in business and marketing. As I mentioned, we, we own a few different businesses and we just look to create businesses and offer products to the market that create value for the world at large.
2: You talked a little bit about vertically integrating your supply chain which part of this is vertically integrated like so right from the extract to the application what exactly is the need to do that even right
0: if it's okay rather not dive into all the details of, of, a, of a manufacturing process if that's okay yeah sure uh, but it's important that when we source our ingredients that we're making sure that it's directly from the plant themselves right? We we want, you know, to have integrity through the entire manufacturing process. It's important that we know the source of our ingredients and that the plants are being grown in a way that's sustainable as well. It's, for us, it's it's an integrous process throughout, from start to finish.
2: So you will have quality control when you have, when you know the source, you know how the plants are grown, and then you take it and apply it to your technology. Correct. What do you think is the scope of your market because i can see an application in every possible thing like i have some i'm sitting on a couch in the past i had put scotch guard so that the kids wouldn't drop coke it would wipe off and i always again didn't feel good about it but it was a lesser of the two evils your applications with all your five technologies are innumerable and they are also safe per your data
0: yes one of the biggest challenges we face as a business is that there's so many opportunities for these technologies and it's we really need to be very focused in order to really capture markets because as you mentioned we could spend all day talking about the different opportunities and different products that we can launch and it becomes just a big distraction when you're not focused in one area or you know very few things you 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 can't really accomplish much.
2: That was exactly my point when I was researching your company. I'm like, oh, my God, look at this. This is so cool. Oh, my God, look at this. This was so cool. So I came into the interview thinking, like, what am I going to ask you about? Everything is so cool. But I also wanted to hone in on few things, a few takeaways for our listeners. Sure. If there was one product that is your pet product, Phyllis's or Allie's which would be the one that you see has maximum impact? It could be in terms of even dollars or in terms of whatever you're passionate about.
0: Well, I think if it's okay, I'd like to talk about two of them very briefly because I think two of them are really the future of certain industries. The first, we really believe that most apparel products around the world will contain self-cleaning fabric technology in the future because there's just no need to wash our products as much. As a consumer We're we're too conscious today to be buying products that need to be washed almost every time we wear them. So we really believe Mindfully Clean is is going to play an important part in the future of garments. And the second is that we didn't really touch on this, but we have a full range of natural plant-based dyes, non-food source dyes. And one of the biggest opportunities that we are exploring on and embarking on recently is actually we've had a major breakthrough And one of the biggest challenges with adopting natural dyes has been the fact that with natural dyes, there hasn't been any dark and black colors. We actually are announcing next week the launch of one of the world's first 100% plant-based black dyes.
2: There has never been black dyes before?
0: Not a 100% plant-based black dye. I don't want to say there has never been because, you know, I'm not in every nook and cranny of the world, but we haven't seen one a truly 100% plant-based. I mean, there's been other like charcoal-based black dyes, which again are not sustainable, but you know, to create a fully plant-based dye that's non-food source that was dark and black, true black, we haven't seen. So we're excited to announce that hopefully next week And because a lot of companies are looking to adopt natural dyes. It's very exciting.
2: How do you make the color fast? One of the problems with natural dyes, for instance, indigo actually just comes off, on your feet or your hand or whatever you touch. So, how did you manage to make it fast? Color. I'm hoping it is the color is fast.
0: Well, it's one of the one of the biggest opportunities of our natural dyes is that inherent in all of our products is our some of our proprietary technology, which allows for the color fastness, specifically in the dyes. That's been one of the exciting parts. Not only do we have a very, you know a large color catalog compared to many other natural dyes, but our durability and color fastness is is really strong. Something that's really drawn a lot of customers to us.
2: Why is it so important for it to be plant-based, not mineral-based?
0: Well, I think that for us, we look to use plants and the power of plants to create technologies that offer value and differentiation in the market. So, without diving into you know the plants versus minerals, for us, it's about um, it's about using these plant ingredients, these plant extracts, to offer different aspects different technologies in various markets.
1: The only thing I would add to that is we're really focused on plants because truthfully, the more plants you grow, the more carbon you're able to absorb from the environment. So it's also a reducing carbon footprint consideration when we've really focused mostly on plants.
2: So you are excited about the new products that you're launching. What are the next steps and when can we see products with, say, treated with, Moonlight Technologies.
0: So we're working with some of the world's biggest brands, and many are working on trying to get these technologies onto their products for next year or for 2024. It's a long lead time in the industry, but we're working with them on introducing these technologies in their products, as well as some of our technologies in, in other areas that we didn't discuss, but are prevalent to the different technologies that are being offered
2: where do you see yourself in five years
0: that's an interesting question
2: because you seem like a really creative person your mind is buzzing with different ideas as we speak i can tell that you have a lot of things going on so where do you see yourself in five years say we focus on two of the five products where do you see yourself
0: i think you know specifically around the industry I think in five years from now, many, many more products will be using natural dyes as opposed to synthetic dyes. I think that's a no-brainer and that um, is only a matter of time. I think also in five years, the customer will get accustomed to washing their product less because technologies will be built into their products that um, allow them and give them the liberty to not need to wash their products as much. So we're, we're excited to help build into that future because it's something we really believe in.
1: But I just wanted to say also, you know, for our future, we're definitely working now on, you know, becoming a prominent player in the retail market. But healthcare, we know, has much higher standards. So it's going to take us a little bit more time until we actually are able to get into the healthcare environment in a way that we would like.
2: On that exciting note, wishing you... All the best with all your future plans. Thank you, Ali and Phyllis, for coming on Mindful Businesses. Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you for having us. The pleasure was was all ours. Thank you for spending the time, and we were, you know, happy to, and honored to be able to share what we do and what we're passionate about with you and your listeners.
2: You're listening to Mindful Businesses, hosted and produced by Vidya Ayer. We would love to hear from you. Send a voice note or an email with your questions or comments to info at MindfulBusinessesPodcast.com. Subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcast. If you learned a thing or two from this episode, share it with one friend. We recorded this podcast in Buffalo, New York. Theme music was composed by Tatum Gale. Our marketing assistant is Rosanne Korean. Our advisors are Jim Stone and Anupam Mahaprashreecher. This is Vidya Ayer with Mindful Businesses.